what a moment to be able to give God glory and honor and praise for what he has done for us and in us and by his glory and power. And as we remain in this attitude of worship, we are reflecting and continuing to meditate on, we get to do all of this because of what Christ made possible through his work on the cross for us and in us. And I want to reflect tonight on what Jesus Christ did in his final night before he was betrayed. He spent it in community with his disciples. He spent it with his friends, eating and celebrating the traditions that have meant the most to them, reminding themselves of what God has done for them. Tonight, we are going to enter into a moment of communion. And so I ask you to prepare these elements. If you haven't yet, you have a moment to gather them, but get them ready. And we will be taking part in communion together in this moment. I'll be reading from Mark chapter 14, verses 22 through 26 together. Verse 22 begins like this. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it and then he broke it. In pieces, I read that so weird. Mark chapter 14, verses 22 through 26. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. When we take part in communion or the Lord's Supper or Eucharist, we always emphasize the table, the cup, and the bread and the, the sacred nature of the moment. But I also love that Mark in writing this story ends it with, then they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. They took part in this sacred moment, reflecting on Jesus suffering and death. Then they worshiped God for the goodness of who he is. And they all went together out onto a hike, onto a mountain where they could see a beautiful sight of Jerusalem, the city where Jesus would be crucified the next day. And I love the communal nature of this whole story from start to finish, arranging the meal, eating it together, being reminded of why they are brought together by God's grace and by the character of Jesus. Then they sing together. Then they walk together. As we look at the cross, there are famous moments of the relationships breaking down. None of the disciples supporting Jesus but John. Peter famously betraying Jesus in a moment of vulnerability. Judas betraying Jesus into the hands of the Pharisees that he would be brought to his death. But before all of that and after all of that, we have deep and beautiful moments of community, of relationship, of friendship, of intimacy bought by the blood and the presence of Jesus Christ. And we've lived through a crazy year of 2020, even into 2021. It hasn't gotten much less crazy yet, although I am praying for this spring and summer. And in it, we have been reminded so many times how easy it is 
to fracture the relationship of human beings out of our own sin, our own pride and insecurity and fears. We break apart like that. One little moment of wearing a mask or one little moment about how we feel about race relations or one little moment about what we feel about the Marvel movie franchises. There are so many ways for us to be fractured in this moment. And Jesus Christ says, by my blood and by my body, I am uniting you in a deeper, more eternal way. And that as Christ's church, we are bought by the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And we can withstand any other fracture and any other disagreement. In fact, the church is beautiful when we all don't agree on the details and nuances of life, but we come together and we say, I love you anyway because Jesus Christ loves me even though I couldn't be any more different than him in my sin and fallen nature. And so tonight, let's take part in this ritual for 2,000 years has reminded the church of why we are together, of what unity is bought by and what unity is maintained by. The death and sacrificial righteous blood and body of Jesus Christ. Now grab your bread or whatever you're using tonight and take part in this with me now as we pray over the bread. In this moment, Lord, we are grateful that you were broken so we could be made whole. Many of us come into this moment with real brokenness in our own life, brokenness of our sin, brokenness of mistakes we've made, brokenness over fears of the future. And we all, as your church, Jesus, come in in broken relationships. We are fractured all over the place. But we have the way to be united by your broken body, your church is made whole. By your sacrifice of love, we are given the ability to love each other with grace and mercy. We thank you, Jesus, that by your body being broken, we are made whole. May we remember this as we eat this today in the name of Jesus. Let's eat together. Next, we have the cup. Represents the blood of Jesus. His perfect, righteous blood that covers over our sins. Let's pray over this together. Jesus, in this moment, we thank you for your blood. Lord, in the Old Testament, God, blood covered sins temporarily. We had to make offerings again and again to cover our sins that we take part in again and again. But by your perfect righteous blood, Jesus, because you were without sin, your blood covers us as if we are without sin. We thank you, Jesus, that by your blood we are made whole. By your blood we are forgiven and made righteous and clean. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's drink. As we reflect on what the body and blood of Jesus have provided for us, we also want to take a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to search our own grief and pain and loss. We often love Easter so much and the celebration and joy that comes with it that we rush through Good Friday and we don't allow ourselves the moment to process our grief and loss. Traditionally, as Westerners in general, we don't experience 
grief and loss very well. And in fact, people say we change from experience, but we actually don't change from just experience. We change when we reflect on our experience. And if you're like me coming into this season of Lent, this season of Easter and Good Friday, I have a lot to reflect on and to allow God to put it back together and to make sense of my feelings, my loss, my anxiety and grief of this last year. Peter Scazzaro wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And in that, he brings forward an idea, a spiritual practice called embracing grief and loss. Embracing it and understanding it. In the tradition that I come from, we often rush past grief in order to claim healing or success or, or God's power. And we miss the intimacy of being human the intimacy of joining our Savior who wept over the death of a friend, who wept at the coming reality of his own death, and who died and suffered himself. We experience wounds in this life. And the question is how to experience a sacred wound. Instead of allowing a wound to become infected and create bitterness in us or compartmentalizing and avoiding in our life, how do we take a wound and let it turn into a sacred scar that reminds us of where we've been and how God has provided? We celebrate Good Friday because grief and death is a part of life. And even though we have the promise of resurrection, none of us exists in this world without being touched by grief, death, and loss. This is why our Savior, Jesus Christ, came to this earth and walked through suffering, grief, and loss. Because he brought himself into the reality of all of our lives, understood it, and took it on to himself that he may provide eternity and forgiveness in it. We are living through a global pandemic. As we're recording this, hopefully we're on the tail end of it. I'm about to get my first vaccine shot next week and I'm grateful for that. But as we walk through a pandemic, this last year has brought a lot of grief. Maybe you lost someone. Maybe you lost a job. You lost a dream that you had, a future you had been planning. Maybe you lost the reality of how life was before the pandemic, how some of your relationships were before the pandemic, your view of other people or your view of yourself during the pandemic. Or maybe you simply lost the peace of how the world was. And there is real grief in understanding the way we saw the world is gone and we now have to realize a new vision for the future. And into that, we've all experienced loss and grief this year. And we want to look in this moment at Jesus' model of processing grief and loss. And then we'll walk into a prayer exercise together, allowing each of us to process it. Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 36. This is Jesus processing his own grief and loss. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him 
and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with the grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and he fell to the ground and he prayed, if it were possible, that the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. What an example Jesus gives us of processing our own grief and pain. To bring your friends with you, to share your vulnerability, to feel your feelings and to not be ashamed of them, to cry out, to even pray a vulnerable prayer to God. God, I know what you want of my life, but I'm praying for mercy that you would change it. And then finally to say, but God, ultimately, not my will be done, but yours. And if this is the path you have for me, I trust you and I walk it forward with you and in you. In church tradition, there is a Easter cycle called the Paschal cycle or Latin for Passover. And it's looking at the cycle of the Easter seasons. And Ronald Rollheiser brought a prayer exercise out of this and kind of articulates the Paschal cycle of prayer. In it, we look at five pieces of the Easter season and we bring our grief and loss into each of these moments. We start with Good Friday, where we experience grief and loss. We then look at Easter, where we experience hope. We then reflect on the 40 days after Easter, where Jesus was resurrected, embodied, and living with his disciples. And we use that to realign with a new reality of what life is like now. Then the ascension, where Jesus Christ rose into heaven, and he gives his blessing to his people, and so we grieve and we receive blessing. And then finally, in the moment of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit is present among the church, we reflect on the coming of the Spirit and God's good gifts in this life. And so in this moment, if you've prepared a notebook or a journal or paper or the note app on your phone, get those out and we are going to meditatively pray through the Paschal cycle together. And what I'm going to do is I will frame up one of these five cycles, one of these five seasons. And then I'm going to give you two to three minutes to just reflect, meditate, and pray. We'll have it up on the screen here of what you're supposed to be doing or direction for you. But in that moment, it's your moment with the presence of God to process your grief and loss while at the same time holding on to the character and the hope of our God. All right, ready? Let's do this together. Let's begin. Whatever you have, write down here, Good Friday, the loss of life, real death. In this moment, name your deaths. Name in this last year where you have experienced death. Maybe it's real human death, the loss of life of a family member or a friend. Or maybe it's the death of your work, a job that you had, a career that you took value in, the death of a relationship, someone you've lost, an intimacy that was lost, a trust that was lost, or simply for you, the death of dreams, 
hope, or the way that you experience this world. Take a moment and reflect on and give to God the deaths you've experienced this year. Take a moment and meditate on this. Now let's reflect on Easter Sunday and the hope present in the resurrection, the reception of new life. In this moment, write down Easter and claim your births. Claim what is being birthed right now. Acknowledge what is coming into life in this moment. What do you feel like God is birthing in you or in our community? Maybe it's a new dream that God's birthing in you, a new relationship God has provided to you, a new opportunity, or maybe even for you, simply a new way of viewing life. Maybe a new vision of God's plan for your life and the hope that comes with it. Take a moment now. You've acknowledged your deaths. Now claim and acknowledge the new births and life provided for you.
In this moment, we are going to meditate and reflect on the 40 days of Jesus resurrected. Here is a time for adjustment to a new reality and a new way of life. Time to adjust to what God is now doing in your life. In this moment, grieve what you have lost and adjust to the new reality. Write that down. Grieve what is lost and adjust to the new reality. Feel your emotions for what is lost. I encourage you in this moment as you meditate, feel your feelings. Embrace your grief. Allow yourself to experience it and feel it. As a modern prophet and poet says from the Marvel franchise WandaVision, what is grief but love persevering? Allow yourself to feel that grief and allow yourself to feel it in God's presence. Take a moment and write this down. How do you process your grief and loss? Now we look to the ascension of Jesus, the Jesus body rising into heaven and Jesus leaving this earth in bodily form while giving his blessing to his followers. In this moment, let go of what is old and what is past. Let go of your grief and loss and allow it to bless you that you went through it, to bless you that you had things worth grieving in your life. Do not cling to the old. Let it ascend and give you blessing. Release your loss in this moment and place it at the foot of the cross. Imagine taking your grief and handing it over to Jesus in this moment.
finally, let's pray through Pentecost, the moment that God provides his Holy Spirit to the church and empowers them in the birth of the church and the kingdom of God coming into this earth. In this, we recognize the reception of the new spirit for new life that is for what is already living. In this moment, you can write down and process, accept the spirit of the new life that you are in fact living now. Accept the reality of your life today in the present. Be grateful that God has given you this day and he's given you opportunities and he's given you this life and celebrate it in this moment. Accept the day you have today and celebrate the life you have to walk forward in. Seek the joy of living your life present with the Holy Spirit, seeking as an instrument of bringing Christ's kingdom into reality in this world. Hopefully, this was a significant moment for you. Hopefully, for some of you watching this, you were able to release some of the losses or even acknowledge the losses we went through. And as we grieve and as we feel, know that the God we serve has grieved and feels and has suffered and joins in us in these moments of suffering in our life. Good Friday and the death of Jesus is the acknowledgement of our God that are his image bearers, human beings, that we suffer in this world. And Jesus Christ came to this world because he saw your suffering, whether caused by our own sin or by the sin of others or by the broken nature of this world. He saw our suffering and he came to the cross to bear it for us that we may be free from it and live in eternity. Release it together and let's pray as we close this moment. God, we thank you that you are a God who feels. You are a God who grieves and suffers. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have taken on suffering we could never imagine. 
you took on the suffering of each and every one of us that prayed this prayer in this moment. You have taken all of that onto your shoulders and you have borne it by your great goodness, righteousness, and mercy and love. We give you our grief and we look forward, God, to more things you will bless us with that we will experience as love and we may experience it again as loss in the future. And God, we lay it all at the foot of your cross and we trust it to you, God, and we embrace the new life and reality you are working in us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.